everybody it's Derek and I'm sitting here with my old buddy Corey and we are about to talk some drums that's right Derek how's your week been my friend uh, it's, it's been good it's uh uh it's I'm I'm getting all excited here and I'm clipping my microphone I gotta turn my my gain down a little bit you know yeah so I've got a booming voice right now but um yeah I don't know I'm having a good week how about you it's been okay. It's been okay. You know, uh, no complaints. The week coming up is going to get uh, pretty crazy with work, but uh, yeah. I'm actually going away. I'm going to London, London, Ontario for, <laughs> oh. for three whole days, uh, nice. So, which is something I never thought I'd be doing during a pandemic, uh, but work takes you to crazy places. So like London, Ontario, Ontario. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you ever been to London before? London. I've been to both Londons. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I'm not talking about the good one. I'm talking about London, Ontario. The one across the before? pond. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the good one, London, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not talking about the good one. <laughs> uh, no, but London, London, England. Yeah. I went there years and years ago and yeah, it was a jolly good time. Got to see saw Stonehenge, uh, oh, Windsor Castle, all that fun stuff. But that sounds uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I did. The, I've never been there. I haven't done a lot of traveling. I did the total tourist thing. I uh, I had a, a a girlfriend at the time who was going to school over uh, just about forty five minutes north of uh, London, so. I went over to see her, and uh, then we went uh, doing the touristy thing, you know? Did, did you go on that big Ferris wheel that they have? No. No. Oh, do they call it Ferris wheel there? I know it's called the Eye of London, but, like... Dude, I have no Ferris idea. Wheel? I don't know if they call it the Ferris wheel or uh, Wheel of Terror, but uh, like, I'm not <laughs> a huge fan of heights, so that's not something I was, like, gung-ho to do. So. I feel like they probably have the word observation in there. You know, it's just something, just to make it seem like it's classier than us. The wheel which of observation, <laughs> yes. You can see all of London. <laughs> Observe so, away, um, my friend. Yeah. I've never been to London, England, but I've been to London, Ontario, and it was... It's got a good story associated with it. Well, um, let's hear it. I, I, yeah. I've been to London, Ontario plenty of times and um, a handful of stories, but most of the time I don't so, remember. So. <laughs> so we did like a little uh, three show run um, in Southern Ontario, like maybe a couple of years back. And uh, the first night, was it the first night? Yeah. The first night it, it, there was three bands and uh each night, one of us took turns headlining, and mm-hmm. the first night it was us. So, uh, in London, so we get there at like four in the afternoon, and we start unload like loading our gear in, and we walk in, and people are hammered already. Yes, <laughs> we're like, wasted. we're like, oh man! And I'm just looking around, and I'm like, I lean over to my brother, and I'm like, Devin, man, there's definitely going to be a fight here tonight. I'm just calling it right now, and. As the night progresses, like, people are getting pretty, uh, you know, pretty, like, they're getting even more drunk. Pretty tuned mosh up. pits are happening and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The, a lot of moshing and stuff. And, but there's also, like, a lot of sketchy people. Like, this, like, girl comes up to me. She's like, hey, hey, you want to buy a mostly full 40 of vodka? And she, like, opens her backpack and pulls it out. Like, uh, I'm assuming she just took it from behind the bar. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. She probably brought it um, from home. Like or that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Was it wh- anyway, what so, venue was this at? Was it the APK? No, I don't remember what it was called. I feel like it started with a T, though. A T. So, <laughs> what? I, I, I it wasn't called the office, though. No, no, dude. Okay, I have no idea. Um. So anyway, anyways. So, uh, we're waiting, and I'm getting all warmed up, and. uh 
the first band plays, it's cool. Uh, second band is playing, and um, it was a uh, it was with Astaroth that were the first ones, and then Death Perception uh, was next, and then it was going to be us, uh, and then there was an opener. Um, but uh, so Death Perception is playing, and like you know, the crowd's getting pretty pretty uh, uh, active. And then uh, we see, like, a bit of a scuffle happening. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. And then, like, everybody kind of rushes out. There's a door right beside the stage. Okay. Um, and everybody kind of, like, pushes and rushes out there. And then all of a sudden, people are, like, running around and screaming. And it's, like, empty. It went from, like, packed to just, like, the place was empty. And Death Perception's up there being like, oh, what's what's going on? I guess we just keep playing, huh? <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. So it turns out somebody got stabbed and... Like, right before... It was, like, ten, 10 minutes to go on. Our gear is set up. We we're, like, ready to go. Uh, they had, like, one song left, and someone stabbed somebody else. And uh, the show got shut down, and we didn't get to play. Um, it was the closest I've ever been to such uh, intense violence. Um, the person the person was okay. Uh, he had to go to a hospital. He, I think he got stabbed in the hand or something like that. Um, but, like, I got a picture of the blood outside. It was just, like, all over the place. Um, and they ended up catching the guy. It's like, the, yeah, the guy like kind of got in a bit of a fight. He pulled out like a machete or but somebody said machete. I feel like it's one of those things where someone tells you how big a bug is and you can usually cut that size in half and have a more accurate representation of the size of the bug. Yeah. And I think it was probably <laughs> probably the same with this knife, which I didn't see. But um, anyway, yeah, so that was my first experience, my first and only experience with London, Ontario. That's crazy, man. I I remember going being in calgary alberta and as we're walking out and like calgary's kind of like a can be a bit sketchier of a place sometimes yeah uh and the venue was right downtown and we're walking up as we walk up to the venue the venue doors on the left and then the i think the liquor store is on the right but it's like <laughs> the same building attached to it just like separate entrances and i'm like this is good but as as we're walking up we're seeing like a a trail of blood that led us right to the front of the venue i'm like (laughs) okay so something happened here like within the last day or so like all right we might be in for a treat nothing happened that night though um everything went smooth and it was great well, that, but, well, that's good. Yeah, London. London's always a fun place, and I used to party in London and uh, knew this band, Battle Soul, that uh, were from there. I think most most of their members have kind of like moved elsewhere now. Um, I don't even know if they're like still a band or what they're doing at this point. But um, mm-hmm. I used to go there all the time, so uh, I'm well acquainted with uh, London and their locals. <laughs> And it can be a good time, man. It can be, but also you could get stabbed. That's just yeah. Apparently, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I uh, was it. Was it the old East? Was that? I don't the, think so. Okay, I'm trying to think of every venue in London. Uh, all right, never mind. the Rick the Rickshaw Tavern. No. That sounds a little more familiar, but I don't think... I want to say, like, the traditional or something like that, but I don't know if that's it. Okay. I have no idea, man. Uh, that's the only ones that I can recall. Uh, I mean, I could go back and look it up in my Facebook memories and stuff, but I uh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, let's not relive also, that one. <laughs> yeah, I also think it's probably closed now. So, you know. Probably too many people um, getting stabbed and... Whatnot. All the time. Yeah, yeah that was great. It has been, uh, I think, twice now we've had shows that we were supposed to play that didn't end up happening like the, right, right beforehand. Really? That's yeah. the only, like, yeah, I've had that happen two, I mean, the second time was just the person in, was on our tour, actually. We uh, got there and the, the promoter just didn't promote anything. There was no other bands, just us. They didn't make a Facebook, they didn't even make a Facebook event. They didn't tell anybody what was going on nothing uh, nothing and then we got there and we were like we're talking to the guys like yeah the opening bands dropped out and like here's this like you guys can set up the stage and like the pa and stuff if you want and he just left us alone in the bar for a while and eventually we were like Fuck. yeah we were just like okay no like uh 
we're not going to unpack all of our stuff and lug everything in just to have a rehearsal. And uh, it was like two people ended up showing up. One of them went like it was a guy with his like five year old son who was all excited to see us. Oh and so, wow! Um, we got we got to like hang out with the kid for a while, and like both bands, us and Torture Saint, gave the kid like a bunch of merch and like you know sticks and stickers and hats and, and stuff. Uh, so the kid was pretty happy about it. But yeah, we had, we had one that um, back when both me and. Uh, our bass player Morgan played for Crimson Shadows and Vesperia. We we would do small runs together, and it was one show in Kitchener, Kitchener Waterloo. I think the only time we ever played there, and the promoter just didn't do anything. And I'd been in contact with them. We were like good to go, all set. Like, uh, I I don't recall if there's event pages years and years ago, um, but. I show up and there's nothing. The venue's staff is like, oh, yeah, like there's the stage, like PA is garbage. Like it was, I called him and he was across town running a Bon Jovi tribute show. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, man. Like that's, that kind of doesn't help us out over here. And we had uh, we had Primal Frost come from Toronto to open the show, and so we got three Toronto bands going to Kitchener to play to. Literally, I think the only people that showed up were a guy that we met that day because we went to the uh, uh, patio to have some beers midday, and we met him that day, and him and his buddy showed up, and that was it. Oh, man. <laughs> like zero people would have showed up had we not met this guy at the bar. Like, uh, anyways, all right. Enough about terrible stories. How about a show that went really well? Do oh. we have any of those? I guess we should let everybody know listening that uh, we're kind of just gonna. What do we call this one? The casual, the casual episode. We're just yeah, gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna chat today. You know, um, it's Saturday night. Um, we're just. You know, hanging out and, you know. Um, a show times. that went really well, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the best shows I remember is that you were at this one. It was uh, the Metal Battle in Montreal. Um, just, that uh, was a, a great show, man. From an audience perspective, that was uh, phenomenal. Yeah, like yeah. it really clicked. It's funny because, um, so I had a great night on stage. I could hear everything. I felt really ready to go. I was excited. Um, but that wasn't the case with everybody in the band. Uh, Devin could not hear himself at all. He was playing 100% off of, like, by feel, uh, guitar, and he could barely hear vocals. And um, I think it was the same with the other guys in the front. Like, I don't know why, but, like, I had a really good monitor mix, I guess. Uh, so it was really fun, and I loved it. But uh, I... I didn't have the best of times on stage for that one because my pedals um, mm-hmm. just were like a complete fucking shit show. I, I'm still upset about that because I I loved playing drums for Lotharo, who that's that during the Vaca Metal Battle, I was uh, helping them out on drums. And I, I really had a good time up there and had a lot of fun and the songs were super catchy and I loved it. And that was one of the most torturous shows to get through because i knew how much was on the line and i couldn't have fun because my gear was just fucking off and like it and and because of how how much was kind of on the line for them in this competition and everything you know i uh, it was just a mess i i like to think that my performance didn't suffer too much um due to the technical issues um and that's why they didn't win uh you guys just absolutely fucking (laughs) killed it there was no ifs ands or buts and anybody i talked to even like my one of my best friends paul was at that show too and he was glued to you guys he he toured for like 10 years endlessly he he doesn't really like seeing live bands and most of the times when he comes out to shows like he'll kind of half watch my set and then like you know go downstairs to the bar grab a beer but dude for your set he was 
glued to you guys. Oh, he was awesome. blown away. Yeah, man. It was uh, just the atmosphere in that place and the sound and, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was phenomenal. And then seeing, I, I think I've said it on the podcast before, but seeing you guys, at the last year you played, uh, we also shared the stage. And yeah. I was playing for Experiment Specimen. And uh, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, with those guys, when I play for them, they... It, it can be kind of a mess because we don't rehearse like at all. Oh yeah, uh, we might have really because like it was pretty like you guys are pretty tight. Yeah, right. Like that night, like felt like things locked in pretty good. The st- on stage sound was good. I was kind of just like loosey goosey and like it was great. We've had other shows where it's just like an absolute fucking mess because mm-hmm. um, we just we just don't rehearse everyone has to play to me and if they don't follow what i'm doing then every everything's a mess because they can't hear what i'm hearing right so yeah. and i'm playing to what's in my ears so um but yeah no it was a that was a fun time for me on stage that night and watching you guys um man like it was i i hadn't seen you Probably since the Vodka Metal battle. Yeah, I think um, so. In Montreal, uh, yeah, in Montreal, because I didn't catch the one in Toronto. I was there for when you guys won, but uh, I didn't catch your set. Um, and yeah, dude, seeing seeing the how good you guys still were and the energy you guys put out, but also you guys had done a lot more touring. Uh, you guys went out west and did all that the, that summer, and then coming back and like I just there was like a new energy brought out and a new professionalism um, that just was was a huge step up, man. And and you guys sounded incredible, and yeah, well, overall, well, man, it was killer. I can't wait to see you guys uh, again when uh, things keep going I you guys you guys have been been practicing pretty consistently as of late right yeah twice a week pretty much uh the last couple practices we did like we missed like the last two but yeah like even just Devin and i were jamming today and working on a new song and um i'm so stoked with how it's going it's just like it's where it's like we're a new band almost um we go back and play stuff from our first album and it just feels like dinky <laughs> i don't know how to like put it it's like we're sitting there playing it and it was like almost boring um and uh just like simple and um yeah so i'm pretty excited about wow. the new stuff um, <laughs> to say that this stuff on your first record was simple and like i cannot <laughs> wait for this new record oh my god yeah i'll try to get some demos it. and show you at some point i'm pretty stoked about it Um, Yeah, well, you're going to, once you move and this COVID shit goes away, you're going to have to come up here and and do some pre-production songs at my place. We've got, like, actually a good amount of songs. We currently have um, eight songs, eight or nine songs as a go. Like, enough songs that we're not going to be able to put them all on the album, uh, which is a nice problem to have. Dude, I, and just, uh, just an idea, you might hate it. Record one song fully and release a single right now. That might not be a bad idea. We have enough. It'd be a long single, <laughs> but that's okay. I don't know if any of them are under like eight minutes at the, nice. like, oh, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I was going to yeah. say that like, Anyways. we, we haven't actually gotten to share the stage enough. Um, it's only been three times that you and I have been on the same stage, I think. What? Well, uh, yeah, I guess Hard Luck uh, in Toronto, both Vodka Metal, and then the one in uh, yeah. Waterloo when I was playing for Experiment Specimen. And it's yep. it's kind of it's it's unfortunate because I feel like our two bands don't really like play to the same crowds. Like it, I feel like we'd be kind of uh, like you know Crimson and Centuries would kind of clash a little bit. I think. And I don't think it would be a bad thing though. Um, like it's definitely doable and Mm -hmm. if crimson were to put on another show in toronto in the future you guys would definitely be top of the pile of toronto acts for us to invite um just to give a little bit of change you know like a lot of the time like people just get sick of hearing the same 
you know, like, oh, it's melodic, but it's also they're screaming and it's fast, but there's it's slow, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, uh, like, you know, give some bit of diversity to the lineup. Uh, I mean, I would love to but, share the stage again. Like, I think that's what made that show in um, Waterloo so fun because it was just like you and me and then and then the other drummer was uh, Greg from APOC. And it was just like everybody was kind of happy to see each other and just to nerd out about drums and stuff. Dude, and like overall, it's just good vibes. Like everybody was stoked to to be there, and like mm-hmm. ev- everybody's kind of friends. So it's like, yeah, that was that was a really cool show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I was I wasn't too stoked because I had to drive all the way out there by myself, and then, <laughs> uh, and when I was leaving that show at two a.m., uh, which I also had to work the next morning at eight a.m. Oh, but when when we were leaving there was construction all over the place and it was like trying to find my way to the highway was a goddamn <laughs> fucking nightmare. Like fuck, like everywhere I turned, <laughs> I was like road closed, road closed. Oh, there's no road here anymore. We moved it. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. pain. Yeah, man. But that whole night was fucking awesome. And that venue was super cool too. It sucked that the show had to be over by like 10 30 so they they could open up this nightclub with this shitty DJ and like thirty uh, women who are over the age <laughs> of fifty show up and it's just like what is happening here? There's like two dudes in this place and like thirty women and it was just like we I, we need to leave. Like uh, you know that's the third time that's happened to me at a show and it's always uncomfortable. Like, whenever it turns yeah. into a club right afterwards. And it always yeah. seems to be whenever we're the headlining one. So, we like, I'm stuck in there disassembling my drums. Dude, it's happened way too many times. Like, it's it, it happens all the time. But I remember it's just like, we need to get your fucking drums out of here now. Like, I the know. guy was fucking yelling at us. You're like, dude, what? I just... Played blast at two forty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember we uh, this happened to us once at um, oh where were we? We were in Coburg at Frank's Sausages or Frank's Bar and Grill or like Spaghetti. Do you know what I'm talking about? It sounds like uh, a, a place great called? place to play. It was Frank's I've, and then some sort of food, but um, I've never played. Is it is it that hot dog place? I don't know, like the chain of them because they I know they had two of them in Toronto. One no. was across from Coalition. No, this was uh no, this was just like a, a like, it was a bar. It was, no, it was a bar, but we were playing there and I didn't even know that it was gonna be turning into a club and like we were the last one it was it was Canada Day, I think. And um oh, shit. it was really hot. I had taken my shirt off, which I don't normally do when I play. Um and we finished playing and it was like we stopped and like our last song, it was like done. Thank you. Good night. And then as like that instant, it was like club music, and it was just these people from I don't know where just appeared and like went out on the floor. Like I'm right in front of me. They're all started dancing and grinding at each other, and like I'm sitting there shirtless, feeling really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh I don't like where I am right now, and I have to like, keep going back and forth to take my drums back. Dude, you gotta love it. Like you're up there playing as as you're fucking hard out to like five people (laughs) don't really care they're just like yeah they're like all right this is cool man yeah whatever and then you guys finish and comes on and there's like 85 people (laughs) just fucking giving her in the place drinks are flowing like it's a fucking party you're like damn it like i know uh, it sucks, but that's the way it is. We I had one show more recently with uh, the Celtic Outlaws in Brantford. And in between sets, because we, we would do, I think we did three different sets. We would be, we'd play like the house band for the night or whatever, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's an okay paycheck. Um, and also a really fun time. I shouldn't yeah, say that. That would be <laughs> I should fun. edit that out. Uh, but yeah, so we do like a 40-minute set and then like a 20-minute break so we can all have a smoke and a drink. And then uh, then I think Johnny did like a 20-minute acoustic set. 
and then we had another break, and then we did another 40-minute set. But in those breaks, the sound guy would play this ultra-crazy dance music, like 90s dance like and and people would start getting on the dance floor and like grinding and stuff like that. It's like you're not really keeping the vibe alive for us here, man. Yeah. Like, you kind of make it so everybody's just waiting for our set to be over so they can dance again. Yeah, like we're trying to sell merch here, yeah. you know, like get these people into what we're doing, uh, which they they were like. Yeah. But uh, he's like, oh, I, I got to play to uh, to the regulars, you know, and I'm like. No, man. Then why did you hire us? <laughs> Can you, yeah, like, why are you paying us to be here if you you could just put on club music and it's fine? Put on yeah. a fucking Spotify playlist and you're good to go. Um, I don't want to encourage that, though. But I was like, man, <laughs> if you could just put on, like, maybe some country or some rock or, like, something that isn't these crazy just dance beats. Yeah. Uh, but... Fortunately, enough, I think that I think that like no cash has at least got uh, a fairly wide appeal. You know, I think that you guys could play and be appreciated by uh, a variety of, of people, you know, versus, you know, if, you know, Crimson or Centuries went up on stage, there's a specific type of person that's going to enjoy that. <laughs> and then most other people, most normies will call them would be like, I'm leaving. Yeah cold neck normies uh yeah that's true but crimson always uh likes to end our set with a dance number yeah <laughs> so we like to end um as soon as we hit our last note i switch over to um oh who is it uh it's it's a song by wham that like uh 80s band um i forget what it's called now i can't believe i forget it oh my god it's it's so good because it's just like we we hit our last note like -na 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 -na, and then it's the jitterbug <laughs> jitterbug and it's just yeah it goes into this crazy dancing and then it puts everyone in a good mood you know like us tearing down on stage we're like dancing and singing to each other and it's just like oh. <laughs> we're not we're not like scary metal dudes you know like we're just like we're, we're we like to have a good time oh so you're not yeah, actually like playing it fun. it's just like a like the song is just playing we play the song like through my like through the pa right but you're so not performing through... it no god no oh. no <laughs> we, we finish our set and then i hit play on that song and it plays back through the PA uh, and then depending on how the sound guy is feeling um, if it's our own sound guy then yeah we play through the whole song but nice. um, if it's a venue sound guy then he'll he'll he might just immediately fade it out and fade in some like thrash metal like you know because he's super cool like that mm -hmm. but you know we're all smiling on stage and nine times out of ten people are dancing in the crowd like where there was just a huge circle pit now people are like swing dancing and like <laughs> having a great time so we just like to put out those like good good vibes you know uh, that's a good yeah. idea that'd be fun yeah. we're too like pretentious to do that <laughs> yeah i don't think you guys could pull it off no i don't uh, think so we have um an, an outro that we do um it's just like an acoustic version. Uh, it's the outro on our album, and I've got that as a sample. I can just start. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll come up with some cool stuff. I have a trigger bar. My I think I mentioned this the last time we chatted. I added a trigger bar to my kit, and I can mm -hmm. trigger bass booms now, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, we did chat about that, and so that's that fun. is exciting. Oh, my God, I'm putting did... them everywhere, too. <laughs> I'm just experimenting. I, I, don't, I don't know if I... Uh, had these the last time we did an episode, but I got my new low mass footboards from Trick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've had the same pedals for uh, probably close to 10 years. I've uh, never changed the bias rods, never changed anything. Um, Clean them up and stuff, but realistically, the men of touring and 
at shows and recording and practice and everything. Those things have taken a beating. So I got new bias rods for them. Uh, I got new uh, foot plates, and it also came with the direct drive hinge that is the Pro 1V that has the three uh, bearings settings. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was very excited to get that and, and get them set up, and I love the way they feel. Uh, everything's been going Which, great with what them. What position are you using in the um The, the middle position right yeah. now. Man, you should try yeah. – um, Something that I liked, and I so I actually ended up buying a, just a Trip Pro One V drive or a Direct Drive link, and, and put that onto my Dominators. Um, and I ended up using the um, I used like the top one. Um, yeah. And I can get my footboard up a little higher, but not make it like super heavy feeling, which is odd because I do like my pedals to have some weight, but. Um, I actually really like it. I'm I'm finding lately I'm just like my pedals are really dialed in for me and I haven't actually adjusted how my pedals feel now in months. It's just nice. Like, yeah, they're just every time I touch them I'm like, yeah, this feels great. I love this. I can't wait Perfect, to get my man. my new pedals. They're going to be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting, man. Uh, I'm only uh, 5 months away. <laughs> only 5 months away. Well, I am probably a little less than two months away from getting my new kit so that's pretty exciting i'm excited about that yeah a new drum kit uh it's been it's been a bit since i've gotten something brand new the <laughs> last two kits i've gotten have been used kits which i do thoroughly enjoy and it's great but this is like to my specs exactly what i want and uh i'm Oh, very, yeah. very stoked about it. Oh, brand new. Man, I yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, if, uh, excluding symbols, like, it's not... A, yeah. after, you, after you've broken so many symbols, getting a brand new one isn't exciting anymore. It's more like a um, an obligation be <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, a bunch yeah, of money that you don't exactly. want to spend. But, and, uh, and when you get a new one, you're like, you're, you are constantly giving it cut eye, like, when are, when are you going to go? When yeah. are you going to go? You're new now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything <laughs> sounds great now, but how long? How long do you got? <laughs> I've got some plans uh, for how I want my symbol set up to be for this new album and um I'm just you know, I'm a poor student right now, so I can't really do anything, but I'm going to be changing up my China setups a little bit. And now I've got some different stacks and um I just broke a crash, but it's fortunately a really thick one that uh I think it'll last a while before it's unusable. But uh, I got to get some good stuff for the uh, like actual recording. Yeah, definitely, man. And um, it's interesting though that you brought up the 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 trick things because I was gonna ask like, yo, what? Hey, like, did you get any new gear recently? And I guess uh, you have, which is nice. Yeah, um, and I've just been I've been getting random new gear for my studio for uh, like piece by piece here and there. I just yeah. ordered a new. Uh, vocal mic for cleans the Rhodes uh, NT1 which is not, not a horribly expensive mic but um, I know my girlfriend uh, in school they shot out that um, next to like a Neumann and several other vocal mics and that the Rhodes NT1 came out on top like every time oh, nice. so yeah I don't know uh, a lot about mics. No, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning more now that I'm like, because uh, I'm I'm recording everything from, like uh, I have this hardcore band that's that's kind of like a New York hardcore type of uh, really really heavy stuff, but um, like just like that old school hardcore feel. Um, I'm like I'm doing that right now, and then. I've recorded some of the no cash stuff and like I I record my own drums and everything but also I'm going to start doing the pre-production on uh my girlfriend Maya's uh full length record. Oh nice. Uh, so uh and I do I play drums for her, right? So but I'm going to rec be recording the whole thing and it ranges from 
like a, a kind of like badass pissed off rock and roll uh, to like a very soft and emotional kind of ballad type stuff. So like it's extreme range there in in how the music feels and is represented. So That's- I'm trying to build up my gear to uh, be able to. Uh, make sure that no matter who comes into the studio, I have like a mic or an amp or a guitar or a drum kit. Cause uh, right now I have three different kits all made of different woods. Oh man. Uh, so <laughs> like uh, my original kits, uh, Oak, and then the one I got off you is Birch. And then my Mapex uh, one that I have uh, is uh, Maple. So, oh, nice. Yeah, like they're all they're all different, and and like I have an array of different rides and hi hats, and you know, just trying to build my gear up like so. Well, maybe I'll come to maybe I'll come to you whenever I need to get some gear for recording. Yeah, dude, absolutely, hit me up, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you'll have to come up here, and we'll track drums and see how you like it, man. I don't know. It's been a, a long time since I've gotten any uh, any new gear. Um, my stuff is holding up for the most part, but I, as we were kind of chatting about just before we started recording, uh, I'm having a rough time with sticks lately. And uh, yeah, I uh, I'm not going to throw out all the names of the companies, but I've been using Vic Firth metal sticks, and uh, I have to say that I am disappointed lately. Um, I've bought. My so this they've been breaking really easily on me lately, and uh, so just like not too long ago, I bought three sets, and each set didn't even last a full practice before one snapped, and another one just broke today, and I was so annoyed because uh, you know, it, and, and even today wasn't a full band. It was like we played like three songs, and then it snapped, and it was brand like, brand new. Yeah, and we've had conversations about this before. I mm-hmm. am a long-time Lost Cabos, uh, not not just playing their sticks, but um, endorsing them, and, and, and I, love, I love them, and I love the company. And honestly, at this point, I'd never play anything else. But before that, uh, I was a big Vic Firth fan, not only because like, some of my favorite drummers played them and i thought that i kind of at that time i thought i had to play them if i wanted to be good like they're the best and i want to be the best and mm-hmm. you know how are you supposed to blast fast if you're not playing vic Firth? but i found that they were breaking so easily and like i i bought again like two three pairs when i had a show back in this day like a show was a big deal uh, we would only play a handful of shows a year as a small local band. And I just, I, I would get on stage with a brand new set of sticks. Like I'd get everything new. Cause this is like, a, you know, you, you maybe only play four or five shows a year. Like, dude, that's a big, a big deal. So I get on stage and then halfway through the first song break sticks in my, uh, my stick breaks right in my hand. Like just like falls apart and i'm like what good is this Mm -hmm. this is you know like i can't deal with this so i got hooked up with uh uh i forget his name who was at los cabos before but uh, i got hooked up with them and then phil came in and the guys are just phenomenal i love i love that company and i love their sticks and their quality is just getting better and better i find yeah so i'm gonna check out a few um as i i told you earlier like my my big problem is i'm used to the metal stick which is 17 inches um Mm -hmm. which is a long stick and i find anything shorter now just feels wrong to me and it's almost like my kid is set up for a longer stick and i feel like i'm reaching more and um so you know any any companies listening i am looking for a 17 inch 2b stick with an acorn tip i know there's Mm -hmm. some out there that i'm going to try ordering some and looking around but uh you know, if if there's anyone out there who knows of a company that might have something like that, let me know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Derek likes hint, hint. Derek likes the long sticks, <laughs> long and oh thick. yeah, 
<laughs> Long <laughs> and thick. He likes the thick wood. Ooh. All I don't right. know, man. I, I love like a, a heavier stick. I'm finding a, it's just like, it really makes your toms sing. You know, I'd like hitting hard. Makes your blasts nice and loud. It's just all good. I I always found it difficult. Um, and like more recently, I've been getting into it with the two Bs. Um, I always thought that the two Bs were a little too difficult to keep a handle on um, when playing really fast like just i don't know for me the five five b was was a nice happy medium um i'll use the 55 ab for the softer rock stuff and like no cash stuff and because you know i can still put a ton of energy in it and and get those heavy hits uh but when i lay back and i'm i'm doing like a train beat and stuff it's not like pounding yeah uh so having that diversity within my stick is is crucial, but uh, yeah, lately I've been I've been going to the the two Bs, uh, just a white hickory, and it it's been feeling a little better. But in the past, I always was scared. Uh, I I tend to drop sticks because uh, I get excited, uh, and I I drop sticks, so I'm like, dude, I don't want anything that's gonna be too big, right? Mm-hmm. And the five Bs are have enough weight, and it was for me. It was the the perfect medium uh, balance of of feeling good in my hands and also having the weight and power behind it. So, yeah, see, it's yeah. interesting because I've got like monster hands. Like I don't know if we've yeah. ever uh, went palm to palm, but like I've just got like these. Obs- <laughs> yeah, we can do this over the webcam. Um, <laughs> you know, I've just I've got huge hands, and uh, I also have played big sticks since I pretty much started. Like, uh, I used to, even like whenever I was only drumming for a couple of years, I started using the Danny Carey signature stick, which is, um, it's a modified 2B with the butt end is actually a little bit bigger than the rest of it. And there's a little indent in between the two. Um, it's like, they're big, but then I also, I switched because they were breaking and I switched to the metal stick. Um, dude, you're always going to break sticks. I know, but right. like they were breaking a lot. Like that was a, that's the thing. It was if it's go if it lasts a couple of practices, it's like yeah, cool, great, I'm happy with that. But one practice, one like light casual practice, that's not that's not okay. Like, you Would know. you ever switch to the uh, was it the A heads? Ugh, I had a set of those once. No offense, A head, but uh, I hated them. <laughs> um, they just did not have a good rebound. They got slippery as hell. I snapped one of them in half, so it was like a fifty dollars stick I broke. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, and it's like also they have these plastic sleeves, which the idea is good. It's like yeah, okay, cool, I can replace these sleeves. But if you're playing a set and the sleeve gets chewed through and you don't realize it, you're hitting your cymbals with a metal stick, you know. Yeah. And and uh, it just also it just it does not have a good weight and balance. I found I did not like them. Okay. Yeah, I've never. I've honestly, I've never even thought to try them. It never, never was something yeah. that interests me. So. To be honest, there's something about just the sound of wood. Like I actually recently bought a set of because the metal sticks come in, um, like the Vicforth metal come in wood and nylon tip, and I bought a nylon set, and uh, I find I prefer the wood on cymbals. It just sounds a little bit more natural, I guess. Yeah. I don't know something. something you prefer the wood. Prefer uh, hey, the man. wood tip. <laughs> <laughs> tip. Yeah, the tip of the wood. Dude, I'm the same way. I, I've had nylon tips before, and I just, I, honestly, I find they chew through my tom skins like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. absolute madness. Like, it was insane. So, I don't know. I just never liked them. I find they they broke off. I only used them for a short, very, very, very short period of time, and I was just like, nope. Yeah, it's kind of for me. It's always just been like, a, hey, I think I might try these. Like, pick up a set, see what it's like, and uh, I never seem to stick with it. And I yeah. also think it's just the way I play. Like, I maybe it works for some some metal drummers who are very, um, you know, just consistent volume, uh, you know single strokes like just fast blast beats and you know they they do that which is fine and it probably works really well for that but i find a lot of our stuff is kind of um 
pretty dynamic. You know, there's a lot of quiet parts and louder parts and a lot of, in, uh, I do a lot of rudiments and stuff. And, um, the, the wood gives you a bit more, it makes your dynamics a little easier. You can play softer, I find, just because the nylon seems to make it like really attacky. If that makes yeah. any sense. Dude, that definitely makes sense <clears throat> to me anyways. Right. Yeah. yeah you're getting like a, a little bit more of a warmer sound out of the wood. So, Yeah. And it's funny because I find this kind of stuff, uh, it's like the longer I play, the more I understand what the drummers I looked up to were talking about when I was a kid. Like, I remember learning about people talking about like, oh, yeah, this was warmer sounding and this is how this should feel. And I was like, I thought I got it and I never did. And now that I've been playing so long, it's like, no, no, I get that. (laughs) This is what I want. Yeah, I I actually understand it. I'm not just uh, like smiling and nodding, yeah. <laughs> lying to myself, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you gotta fake it until you fully understand what people are saying. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to think of uh, you know another new thing I started doing is teaching some lessons, um, and uh, I find I'm really enjoying it. And uh, can you teach me? I could maybe. Uh, you have to pay up front, though. <laughs> oh, damn <Yeah>. it. You <laughs> know I don't have any money. <laughs> but um, it's interesting just, uh, you know, explaining to people what you're doing because it kind of makes you really think about what you're doing. Um, and I just, I feel like I'm getting almost as much out of it as, like, the student is, which is pretty cool because, mm. you know, having to really think about how I'm playing stuff and demonstrate it is pretty good practice, actually. Which, uh, yeah, man. So if you've ever, you know, never taught anyone, you should try teaching someone what you're doing because it uh, it's helpful. That's all I got there. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, man, dude. And honestly, we should get together so that I can steal some knowledge from you. <laughs> uh, man, I'll smear knowledge all over you. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and no, every every. Every time we get together and we always end up like getting out those sticks and the practice pad and like going back and forth. And I realized just how sloppy I am at my rudiments <laughs> and you're talking about how sloppy you are. And I'm watching you like, fuck, I really got to step up my game. <laughs> like, Man, anytime you want to get together and do rudiments, I would love to. Um, yeah. I just like, no talking. We'll just sit down and mm-hmm. rudiments for two hours straight. Oh man, let's do it. Let's do that in the sauna. That'd be great. <laughs> oh my god, dude! If you had a sauna, I'd be there every day. I know. I mean, I've got a regular bathroom. We could just turn the shower on real hot. <laughs> one one <laughs> of us has to sit on the toilet. Ooh. One of us just on the floor. I yeah, think people perfect. would pay to watch that. <laughs> I don't know you if it'd be so? on a music if, website. Please, but... <laughs> uh, and. If you would pay to watch that, let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you got, and if you or your family would like to purchase our underpants, <laughs> our sweaty towels, yeah. oh, uh, that'd be it would be beard trimmings. I feel like somebody did that. Somebody told me that a band, one of the members, cut their beard off and sold baggies of it or something like that. I don't know That's if I'm weird. I'm not just asking to have a voodoo doll made uh, uh, about you, of you, of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. about you. That doesn't make any sense. I know it was a weird. It felt weird coming out. Sorry. Yeah, it felt weird coming out. <laughs> Usually, it feels uh, weird going in. Things, uh, get, things are getting weird in here. Yeah, now. things get crazy yeah. on the cash apps. Yeah, on the cash apps. <laughs> First of many. Uh, yeah. So, um, what else? You know, we got some, a little bit of time. What's a what's some more drum-related stuff that we should talk about. What's the cool thing that's been happening drum-wise anywhere? Anywhere in <laughs> the world? Anywhere. No, um... So I'm uh, I'm going to have to redo my electric kit. So I'm moving pretty soon into a very tiny bachelor apartment. Um, mm-hmm. And I may actually end up having to go down to just, like, kick pad and snare pad. Small chance of that happening. Um, which is fine. It's kind of ironic. I have, but you can kind of see, like, no, well, the people listening can't, but you can see my electric, you've seen my electric kit. Um, yeah. I haven't turned that on in months, but I play it, like, every day. <laughs> so I just use it as a super expensive practice pad kit, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you just, um, 
dumb it down to kick pads and snare and then you are literally just really focusing on your feet and your hands totally and i might do that depending on how much room i have i don't have a lot but excuse me um yeah i mean it should be okay hopefully (sighs) i miss being able to like play real drums every day and my kid's sitting right behind me but uh i haven't had time to touch it in uh about a week so rough man you know sometimes um and i do i have to put in put in some more hours and everything like that right um but right now i don't have anything that i'm working towards Mm -hmm. as far as like uh like my bands aren't jamming um we aren't uh we don't have shows like because of the way covid's going we we've canceled all rehearsals recording anything like i'm i'm going to work i'm coming home and that's pretty much it i don't see anybody um so i'm i'm really focused on the recording side of things right now so that's where i'm putting most of my time and energies into production so i'm doing a lot more mixing and um tutorials and and all that type of stuff so i don't really have as much time um to put into drumming like i've put in the past 15 years of my life like every second of every day that i could i would sit down and and practice and practice and practice but now i have a new passion um i'm not leaving drums behind no way like there's no that's that's not a chance but right now i don't have anything that's motivating me towards um really sitting down and just hammering out drills or anything like that right so Mm -hmm. when the time comes like i'll get i'll get back and it doesn't take much these days to get my chops back up so especially uh, once you know what you're doing like you know how it should feel it's just a matter of kind of doing it well, exactly, right? And I have a pretty standard routine on that I've used in the past um, when I didn't have access to my kit or uh, I just didn't have time. Like, I'll, like when I'm working, usually it's like 60, 70 hours a week. Like, I don't really have a whole lot of time uh, to sit down and practice. So when I did, I had a very set routine to get myself back up to speed as quick as possible. Nice. Um you know, so when it comes time to do anything and there might be some live streams or, or something like that in the nearer future, I honestly, I'm saying probably not anything until next year mm-hmm. uh, at this point, because like the, the cases around our area, around Toronto uh, are, are getting pretty bad. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's the worst that it ever has been. And the fact that like everything's still kind of open ish is scary. So, uh, yeah, man. I, so I have this newfound passion that, uh, doesn't bother everybody in my house, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I, I can, I can just do this all hours of the night if I want. And it's a, it's a lot of fun, man. And honestly, it's like, it it's kind of helped me going into my next recording sessions as well, knowing and understanding, uh, like the production side of things. Yeah. Uh, so when, when my bands are back in the studio recording next records, I I'll have a better understanding of it going in as a drummer on what I need to be able to do to get the right product for the record and and everything like that right so mm-hmm. yeah it's super Sometimes fun I, I think it's kind of um it's interesting because i'm also in the same spot right now where i'm kind of uh right now is the most i've ever really stepped away from drums um just because i'm going to school and i'm you know i kind of i'm following another passion a little bit right now uh and just like you said it's not that i'm um you know giving up on drums or anything like that because it's still like we're still going to rehearsal twice a week which is pretty much my only real practice time but i'm finding that um like the, I, i'm really feeling the, the less is more thing with my practice um and i may have mentioned this last week where i'm you know going really hard at practice and then i'm letting myself recover for a couple of days and then doing it again and i'm still i'm probably seeing better re- like i'm probably seeing more improvement in my playing right now than i ever have 
and I'm playing the least amount I ever have. Um, So there's something to be said about, and I've heard, I'm sure everyone's heard this at one point or another. And uh, when especially, but it rings especially true for drums, I think is work smarter, not harder. Um, and really learn how to practice and make it efficient. Because right now, I feel like if I was to sit down at drums for a half hour, I would be getting significantly more out of that practice than like three hours a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, And but because we put in all those hours and hours of practice over our past years is why now... Um, that rest time is so crucial and important and beneficial. Yeah, totally. Right? That's how I, I feel about it anyways, right? That muscle memory is still there. Like, it takes a while for that to actually disappear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as you're you're somewhat consistent with it, you know, it doesn't take long to, to get yourself back into shape and then start moving back up that... Uh, that ladder again, you totally. Know? I definitely had to uh, rely on some muscle memory today because we played. Uh, it was just Devin and I at practice, and we decided to run through some of our older songs, which we haven't touched in months because we've been writing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of spots where I was just like, "I don't know what's coming next. I'm just going to hope my hands do it." <laughs> and usually they do, but there's some some things where it was like <laughs> just kind of pretty muddy. But uh, it's interesting whenever you just let your body play the song for you especially if you're not sure what's about to happen man i used to have that all the time except mentally i'd be like i have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) at this next part like i remember on tour when i was touring a lot and this and that like i wouldn't have to think (laughs) i i wouldn't have to do anything i just have to like be present and my body would just do it you know um but when we Crimson started jamming again, we threw in a couple songs we hadn't played in a while, and I was just like, "Like I'm I'm playing this part. I'm like, I don't know what's coming next. I'm just gonna blast." <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that was right. All right, perfect, good. All right, now what's the next part? Like, yeah, and you just you hope it's right, um, but whatever. Then after that the first rehearsal I sat down and actually listened to the songs for the first time in like 4 years. And I was like, "Okay, this is this I played this whole section wrong." <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, funny. I mean that happens. It's almost like every show I look back and I'm like, "Oh god, I could do that better now." But uh oh, dude, yeah, I never play anything. Um there I I've watched some old like camcorder videos of us uh, back in 2014 opening up for uh, Battlecross. There's one actually in um, when we played in Cleveland, and I was like, like the the video footage because of the lighting in the uh, the venue and where we we were filming from the soundboard. Um, the video footage looks like shit, and the audio is kind of like pretty shitty. I think it was like a GoPro or something. But man, like I was impressed. I was like, "Shit, we were we were tight." Like, hmm, mm. how do I get back to be that guy again? <laughs> like, <laughs> then I cry in my bed at night. Oh. <laughs> I have um, no, I don't think I have a lot of that. Like, I've got some older videos from like years ago where I was like, "Wow, man, I was pretty quick back then." Um, mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think I could still whoop myself if I went back in time. Um, I guess that's always been kind of my goal is, is to always be a, a kind of like steadily improving. You know, if I did look back at an old video and didn't think like oh, I can do better now, um, I'd be like, oh, something's <laughs> like something's wrong. I should be able to feel like I can do better than that. Um, oh yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. I mean, at least after 100%. a while, you know, not like you know, watch a video from a week ago and be like, oh, that guy sucks because I'm better now, but like. You know, if I watch a video from a year ago, I want to, I, my goal is to think, yeah, I've definitely improved a little bit since then, at, at least in the very slightest. So, well, in my, in my case, around that time, we were constantly touring. We were, uh, like rehearsing twice a week. Oh, I chops was like, Dude, I was playing five, six days a week, like hours upon hours of just like drills the mm-hmm. whole time. Like 
just all right i'm gonna put on the metronome and we're gonna sit here and and just like drill my legs for like 10 minutes and then you know like and i I was so like almost religious about doing that and being the best and the tightest and the fastest and everything when now i think i've opened up to the fact of having um more of a creative mind and approach when it comes to playing especially playing for uh johnny no cash celtic outlaws dude it's not about speed it's not about power it's not about you know like how tight and fast you are it's about the feeling and uh and the portraying an emotion and you know and like how i'm writing the rhythm of the song mm-hmm. more so than, you know, blasting fast, which is back in the day. That's what it's about. So kind of my mental game has changed. Now I can still play the crimson stuff and everything like that, but yeah, dude, it definitely, it takes me a minute to jump back in and, and be like, okay, I'm going to fucking play 16th to twenty for the next six minutes. You know, yeah. Cause that's our songs. And it's just, <clears throat> no, totally. Yeah. I, I get that thing though. Like, cause, I guess the um, what I was gonna say, yeah, I, I like you know your your speed. Obviously, it's always detrimental or not detrimental. It's always dependent on how often one a person's practicing. You know, like if you yeah. do it a lot, your endurance is going to be up, and then if you take a bit of a break, it's it's just going to go down. That's just kind of how it is. Um, but it doesn't mean it's gone. You know, it looks just like you were saying, yeah. like you know, oh, if I needed to do that again, yeah, I could totally. I just got to you know spend a couple of days, get it back up there, and then we're good to go. Um, but uh, 100%. yeah, I like. And, but the thing is, I think that the creativity, like what you were talking about, focusing on that, I think is more important than maintaining your chops. Because maintaining your chops is just doing a speed exercise, and that's it. But your creativity is a constant thing. You know, um, you know, figuring out ways to play something differently and how to make it cooler and different. And um, you know, I think that's uh, if you have to pick. If I had to pick one to focus on. It'd probably be that. Yeah. Um, Even like the the fact of record uh, incorporating different uh, percussionary instruments and everything, and not just being like, no, I play this like standard five piece kit, you know, with these symbols, and that's it, man. Like being really open about it, and like like serving the song, and really being a part of of, of a band in that type of way, yeah. um, rather than Do you use just a, cowbell? a drummer. Absolutely, man. Not not often, but like a couple songs, yeah. Uh, cowbell is definitely a part of my touring rig. I have never so. been able to make a cowbell sound good, and it might just be because my cowbell sucks. Um, it's really old and bent, and just like a cheap one. I think it's like a Dixon or something like that. And but like every I time I, I have a, I have a CB, uh, and it's it's okay. Like it. I don't use it very often. I use like like I have like a beat that I'm just running like eighth notes on it or whatever, and that's it. Yeah, like I I don't know. I I can never even been able to just even like you know how sometimes you do joking beats <laughs> to make your bandmates laugh. Um, yeah. Even like trying to sneak it in there, it's just like I've just never been able to get it to work. I don't know. I've given up. I'll get something. Oh, different don't, some give <laughs> don't give up! Don't give up. No, <laughs> you know, if you're not good at something right away, you should quit. That's, yeah. my, that's my life lesson. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Try that at home, Captain, boys and girls. Captain positive over here. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. If you don't try to do the things you're bad at, that means you're going to be good at everything you do. That's my, you know, <laughs> just. Dropping knowledge bombs over here, man. <laughs> like, jeez. Yeah, you're welcome. Dude. You guys can uh, thank me later. Yeah. All right, if, man. Well, it's, if it's not, or if it's hard to do, then it's probably not worth yeah, it. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. never give up. <laughs> don't never give up. Yeah. Oh. Right? <laughs> All right. So I think this is a good place to call this quits. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been a fun chat today. Yeah. And, and honestly, to anyone listening, like, this is anytime we hop on the phone, this is pretty much 
the way it goes, man. Like we always, you know, we when we used to. Anyways, now when we talk, we're recording it, yeah. talking about you know. But uh, anytime we get together or hop on the phone or whatever, man, we just this is a chat, and I yeah. I like this, man, and hopefully everybody. Uh, Around the world, as uh, enjoys listening to our conversations, yeah. about and it's always fucking... like a, it's like a, hey man, can I give you like a quick call? I got a question for you, and then you answer it, and then it's like two hours later, it's like okay, we'll see, like we'll see you later, because it's just like we always yeah. get off topic with it. Um, yeah, that's it. Then my girlfriend's pissed because I said I'd be five minutes. And... <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> she needed my help with something, and then yeah, ah, uh, that's the way it goes. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so I think uh, it's worth mentioning that, you know, next week's episode will probably be a little bit more focused. We thought we'd give you a little a casual experience this week. I got a cool idea That's for, right. for ne- I think I got a good idea for next week. I'll write it by you whenever uh, we're done here. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about this off air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we already have several episodes planned and ready to go. <laughs> we're not just making it up as we go along. <laughs> no never who does that that's not that's not how podcasts work hmm. all right oh, man uh, all right man all right this has been a slice and take a, care also a slice on on this end <laughs> yep phenomenal and phenomenal stuff we'll see you later hey everybody thank you for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed it make sure to check us out on facebook and instagram and if you're feeling especially kind we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two if you have any comments questions or even suggestions for future shows please let us know you can fire us a message and we'll do our best to get back to you catch you next time